welcome and thanks for joining this week's episode of Hashtag Be The Good In Your Hood podcast. We are your hosts, Dave and Jen Colley, co-founders of Hospitality Matters Incorporated, a nonprofit that exists to ignite the practice of hospitality around the world. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again to discuss how we can bring the good in your hood together this summer. Uh, we've had several weeks of just some creative ideas, some different things that we're trying and hopefully have given you some inspiration to try in your neighborhood as well. The theme this week is a slightly enigmatic title. It says Grow, Mo, No. And I'm just going to let you just tell us what that means at first and then we can kind of unpack a little bit about what it might look like in different areas. Yeah, just this is just kind of a, a something that sparked my my idea tank this summer as I've been mowing the grass and you know the grass continues to grow and it seems like I almost can watch it grow and sometimes I just wish that I would just wake up magically and someone has mowed my grass and I thought what if I mowed somebody else's grass and how would that grow a relationship or create a conversation? Hmm. See those words make sense now. Grow, mow, no, I like it. <laughs> uh, but we realized that um, not everyone has grass. In fact, um, just a, a few short months ago, we lived in an area that grass was not a thing. It was too dry and to grow grass took way too much water. And so there are other things that perhaps exist in our lives that we think um, maybe feel like a chore or are sometimes added to our plate in a way that um, it really would be quite a gift if someone just did them. And I think that's where uh, this idea is coming from too, um, is really what would it look like for us to um, get to know someone better by gifting them, by carrying a little bit of their burden? Is that what you would say? Yeah, I think it's it's just looking for those things that in other people that they don't want to do, right? The things that make their week or their heart, you know, their life's kind of a little bit harder maybe something they just don't like to do and what if we just did it for them what would that do as far as sparking a conversation or creating trust or creating this idea that they're in this life not alone but together with somebody else and somebody else notices them and actually cares enough to to meet a need um i think you know last year i think we experienced that um from one of our neighbors with you um, teaching school and starting that whole journey of all of a sudden you're not at home and there's right. lots of other chores that need to be done and how do we get them all done when you're at school all day? Right. Um, I, I think it was just in the first few weeks of school and I think we recognized, you know, me going back to work full time, there would be some changes in our everyday experience. Um, but our neighbor called and said, what night this week can I bring you dinner? And I think I was just amazed at that feeling, like you said, of being known and noticed that we recognize our own struggle in trying to balance all these things, but someone else noticed that and also wanted to come alongside us in it. And so she did. She she had me pick a night of the week. Um, and so she cooked dinner and brought it over to us. And it was such a sweet relief knowing that that was one thing that I wasn't having to think about that day. Um, with all the other pieces that needed to come into play. And I think the bigger part of it, though, is that no part of this phrase. Um, I feel like we got to know them better. We felt known in the process. And it really did build a relationship 
because someone noticed the struggle we were having and then came to meet us in it. Well, I think it also had us or challenged us to recognize that in them. Like, oh, I want to give back. Like, I want to thank them somehow. And a thank you card probably is not going to do do it justice because of the feeling that we had. Hmm. And so we were maybe a little bit more aware and in, in tune to like, oh, well, well, I wonder what they could use. Like, how could we bless them back? And it created this even just pattern in our lives. I don't know if we actually ever did anything for them, um, but I think it, it caused us or ignited in us this idea of like, what if oh, we did that for somebody? How do we pay that forward to somebody else in the neighborhood? And yeah, it just, it kind of created this fun new imagination. And we've talked about that throughout these last couple of weeks of, you know, when you do these things and you start focusing on like, okay, what is that one thing this week we could do to be the good in our hood? It just creates this opportunity to imagine and dream of these new creative ways of doing that. And that's where this idea of like, oh, well, what if we mowed someone else's grass or what would that look like? And how would that create a feeling of being known? Hmm. You know, what strikes me is that you know, we were talking about being known and doing things together with people. And this seems quite a contrast from last week of us talking about things we enjoy doing and how we can bring other people along in it. <laughs> and this one's really about the things we don't really love to do, like the things that feel like chores, how we can even use that part of our lives to also include others and be a part of things together and spur, like you said, spur our imagination to care well for each other. And I think um, what's striking about that is they have sort of the same goal, but coming kind of from two different angles. And maybe that's, that's a great way to think about how we can spur our hospitality imagination that in all these different little places that we intersect, intersect people in our lives actually gives us an opportunity to cultivate relationships all around us. Yeah. So talking about that, as you were, as you were saying that, I think we also have this human side of us that when we begin imagining, our brain quickly goes to the things that keep us from that. Mm. Of there's no way that I would even, I, I don't even have time to mow my own grass let alone mow somebody else's grass. And I think we quickly will go to this from imagination, maybe an idea will spark in our minds, but then we'll come up with some sort of reason why we can't. How have you dealt with that? Like what, what pushes you past the, I don't have time for that. And how have you, maybe that's a good question to ask is how have you found time for that? Because I know you've done it and I know other people have done it for us. How do you, how do you find time for it? It's not like we just have endless amounts of time. Well, when I think about mowing, there's a lot of time involved, but there's probably other things imagination wise that says I could do that quickly. And maybe as we, for me anyway, I think knowing my capacity, right, we all have a limit, right? We can't just pull out more time in the day or we can't just exclude responsibilities that we've already been given or we've already decided that we're going to take on. Uh, so I think for me, it's more of, okay, this week, for instance, we have lots going on. So we probably don't have as much capacity, but we, we have a practice where we kind of every Sunday, we look at our calendar together as a family and kind of say, okay, 
here is the week. These are the things that we have responsibilities to attend or to be at or to make sure that we accomplish. And then we look for ways and windows in that to say, hey, where could we? Where are those openings? And what should we be doing in that? Is it inviting someone over? Is it giving them a gift? Or, you know, we also kind of during that that time on Sundays also kind of say, hey, have we seen anybody struggling in our neighborhood that we've recognized that we could be a blessing to? And so just creating some patterns of, of recognition, but also creating some some places in our lives that we have time to do that. You can't do it unless you identify it first. And some weeks we really don't do much because we just don't have the capacity. And that's just natural life. But if we just allow ourselves to live our lives full of to full capacity and it never involves doing anything for those around us to create relationships, that pattern can create a very lonely existence. Hmm. And that's what we've talked about over and over again, I think, on this podcast is this idea that we don't want to live lonely lives. We want a life full of adventure and relationship and joy. And a lot of that comes from being with other people because we're created to be with people. And so we've said, okay, well, let's make a practice of trying to find that capacity in those places. Yeah. And I think what I hear you saying is that how you have time for it is that you make an intentional effort to look for the places where you can delight someone or serve someone or help someone that you, you actually let that, you make room for that part, the looking, the considering, um, you know, whether it's at the beginning of the week, you look at your calendar in a sense, or you make it a habit to not just be thinking all the time about what I need to do, but recognizing, like you said, in this instance with mowing, recognizing that your neighbor too is probably feeling like, ah, I don't have time to mow my yard. And so knowing that that that's what you're making room for is a practice of, of looking, considering, even feeling what someone else is feeling sort of gives rise to opportunities to serve them. And I think um, sometimes I have an unrealistic understanding of how much time something's going to take. <laughs> um, I did this little experiment in college uh, because the dishwasher in our apartment, with my roommates seemed to never get unloaded. And one day I was like, maybe this really does not take very long. And I timed myself and it was less than five minutes that it took to unload the dishwasher. And I think it was one of those reality moments of it really doesn't take that long. And what a service this could be. What a delight it could be to do this little thing for my roommates to just unload the dishwasher in five minutes. And I think sometimes um, it really isn't an added extra thing. In fact, you know what? I'm making muffins for my family anyway. It's not that much more to put four of them on a plate and share them with my neighbor. Like the amount of time sometimes in our brains doesn't match in reality what it is. And so I think some of these things are actually way more doable than we allow ourselves to think. But that first step of just making room to think about someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the first part of this grow mono is the growing part is allowing yourself to see uh, that your neighbor's grass is growing too. Allowing yourself to see that your neighbor has a busy schedule and could really use somebody to drop dinner off tonight. And so I think that's a really key piece. Um, but I love the end part, the no. Um, and I just wonder if there's anything that, um, and those experiences that you have just really loved getting to know somebody, like what doors that has opened as far as actually um, growing relationship, knowing somebody for who they are. 
Well, I think a lot of these things, even just recognizing our, our very first one, we were talking about how important it is to know a name, you know, and just taking the extra time to learn the name. There's just that, that intentionality that says, I'm going to take a little bit of my time and make you feel important. And when I've experienced that, there is a, a depth of relationship that comes from that. And it's this, there's an, kind of an internal joy that kind of wells up. And there's also this internal responsibility of like, well, I want to give back. Hmm. And for us, that's kind of why we're talking about this. Why we think it's so important is that, could you imagine if our world had a bunch of people, even in our own neighborhood or in our schools or in our workplaces, where everyone came and they were just a little bit more in tune empathy, empathetically to those around them of what they're going through, how hard life is, how busy their life is. And we could step in and just do that one little thing to make all the difference, just even in that moment or in that day. Um, I think there's a saying out there somewhere, I don't know, I'm going to probably slaughter this, but you can't do anything kind without changing the person you're doing it for. And I think there's just this little bit of idea of if we could just do that one thing this week or today that would help other people feel important or seen or known, that it actually might change us as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think for, for me personally, I could probably go back to every relationship I'm in and probably count up all the things that that person has done for me to serve me, to love me, to care for me, to meet my needs. And that's what has driven the relationship to continue. And Mm -hmm. so for me, if I want that to continue, I should turn around and do that as well. So that's kind of our hope this week of igniting this idea of what what is going on around you. Is there a way that you can step in and delight someone by doing something that maybe they don't want to do in order to know them better? And to help them know you better. And I think at the end of the day, if we were willing to do that, our neighborhoods would be better. So this week, go out and look for those opportunities to be the good in your hood. Mm-hmm.